Welcome to Appalachian Outdoorosity, where we encourage you to get outside and keep going outside. Here we will share Appalachian State stories that entertain, inspire, and inform listeners about living an active outdoor lifestyle. Each episode features a story with the goal to get you outside and keep you going outside to improve your overall wellness. This podcast is presented by the Hope Lab, where our purpose is to investigate the role of outdoor physical activity, exercise, and play on health, the environment, and human development. The vision of the Hope Lab is to continue developing the perfect foundation for promoting and supporting outdoor physical activity, exercise, and play through interdisciplinary research. Feel free to check us out at hopelab.appstate.edu. Hi, my name is Joy James. I am a professor in recreation management at Appalachian State University and an outdoor lover. On this episode, we will talk to two counselors from the App State Counseling and Psychological Services Center. Outdoorosity team member Dr. Becky Batista, a professor in exercise science, interviews Heidi Campbell and Katie Whitley, who will provide more details about their experiences in the outdoors, advice on how to get outside, and gain confidence in the outdoors. I want to welcome and thank you guys for coming to our podcast. So Heidi Campbell and Katie Whitley from App State's Counseling and Psychological Services Center. We're going to talk about nature and being outside. So Katie, let's have you go first. Why did you come to App State and what your favorite outdoor activity is? Well, it's great to be here. Uh, my name is Katie and I am completing my doctoral internship here at App State in the Counseling Center. So that means I'm working here this year. And I think that what drew me to App State was the outdoors. I've always been someone who loves being outside, loves moving my body, loves being in green mountainous spaces. And my favorite outdoor activity is hiking. So the thought of being able to come here and get this amazing training in psychology and counseling and every weekend, like dragging my partner outside to go hiking. I was like, that sounds like a perfect combination to me. So that's definitely what drew me here to App State. And I've loved it so far. Great. Thank you. Yeah. There's lots of places to hike around here. That's I think one of the benefits of living in this area. Heidi, how about you? So where are you from? Why did you come to App State and tell us your favorite activity? Hi everyone. My name is Heidi Campbell and I am a psychologist and staff counselor at the ASU Counseling Center. I am originally from the Pacific Northwest. So I was born in Seattle, but spent very little time there, moved around a lot um, in and outside of the U.S. And thinking about my connection to the outdoors, I grew up in a family without much television or video games. So my playground, the outdoors really was my playground. And I think, I really thank my parents um, for instilling that in me. And um, we just, I spent my, I feel like I spent my childhood outdoors. I came to Boone and App State over 25 years ago to do my graduate work in App's psych department and was really drawn to this area because of the environment and all the natural resources. So I am a real avid outdoor enthusiast, um, spent a lot of years in New Hampshire. My family landed in New Hampshire after moving seven or eight different places before when I got to high school. And um, we lived in a small town in the middle of the White Mountains. It was a ski resort in the winter. So some of my favorite activities, um, I do love hiking and camping. More recently, I've gotten really into mountain biking. I would say that is 
Um, probably my, what I get most excited about. I love skiing when we get snow, get to get out, um, have some really old cross country Nordic gear. So one of my favorite things to do is getting together with a group of women and going out and adventuring. So just the other day was able to get out at the greenway and tromp around in my old cross country skis, but I like, um, going out to our local ski resorts, mountain biking, hiking, trail running, um, pretty much anything that gets me out into the woods or um, wild places. I think the benefit of being here in Boone is we have kind of four different seasons. And so to me, there's not really a barrier to getting outside in any season. I mean, you can still go out in the cold, you can still go out and ski and enjoy the snow. And, and then in the summer and the spring, it's just beautiful outside, like to go on hike and to see how beautiful when the rhododendrons are blooming. It's just pretty amazing, I think. So yeah, it's, that's pretty cool. So Heidi, you kind of talked to us a little about how you first got interested in the outdoors and your influences, your family. Katie, do you have any stories similar to that? Like what really influenced you to get into the outdoors and enjoy hiking and being in nature? I would also say my family, I think I love hearing y'all talk about how you get outdoors in the winter. I'm originally from Florida. I'm struggling. I'm very cold, but I think that my drive to be outdoors and enjoy nature came from my family. We would go on like just big adventures or big trips. And then we would usually go hiking or go in like canyoneering in like Utah and like lots of different adventures, lots of different seasons and places. And I think it was, I guess, just as a kid always filled me with that feeling of like, this is so exciting. This is so new. And I liked being in situations where I kind of felt small. Like when you're looking out on a really big, grand, vast, like Vista, or you're in like a really deep Canyon. I think as a kid, that feeling comes like more easily. Um, but even now as an adult, that's what I like so much about being outdoors is getting to be part of something that's much bigger than myself. And I feel very like connected to the present moment when I'm outside moving my body and getting my heart rate up. So yeah, I'd say my family definitely instilled that in me. Yeah. And as I think about that, I'm wondering, you know, what advice would you have for somebody that maybe didn't have a family that got them outside? Like, how do we encourage somebody? I mean, being outside has some barriers to that and can be a little intimidating if you've never been out there. I mean, there's some scary things in the woods. Like my biggest fear is seeing a bear. Um, I have not seen one in the 13 years I've lived here, but I still look around the corner and wait for that to come out. And my friends make fun of me for it, but it's kind of fun right now to think about it. But then if it ever did happen to me, I'm like, I don't really know what I would do, but what are some suggestions that you both might have, um, in terms of if somebody hasn't been outside, how do they get started? I think in some ways we really saw this during um, the workshop that we led together, the nature-centered mindfulness workshop in which we like met with students in a small group. We were outdoors kind of leading a hike, doing some like five senses scavenger hunt type things. And because we were kind of leading that, it was a new experience for all of them. I think um, that they've probably been outdoors, but maybe they hadn't been to the nature preserve and, you know, most of them came by themselves. It was a totally new experience. So I think that sometimes 
being able to be a little bit vulnerable or putting yourself out there in a small way, you can reap some really big rewards and benefits. Cause we saw how surprisingly, even though it was just an hour and a half, we were like walking around talking that the students really seemed to connect with each other. And we heard them make plans to like go have dinner together after this hike. And Heidi and I were just like so excited to bring that connection um, to those students. So I think sometimes doing those activities if they're new with other people um, maybe someone that you already know or trust but also like even if you're trying to start a new friendship or a new idea of going outdoors for yourself like acknowledging that it can be a little nerve-wracking at first and that's not like uncommon I would echo I think often if you haven't grown up or been exposed to that it doesn't feel comfortable or natural it can feel more intimidating and daunting than it actually is it's sort of like I equate it to how I feel a lot of times about technology where it feels like really, I, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not a digital native. I didn't grow up, you know, um, learning a lot of that. I've had to learn it as I go and kind of jumping into it and not being afraid to ask for help, but also just um, being, having the courage to give it a try. Because I think what a lot of people find is that it's not as scary as it seems. And also that's how, you get more confident and comfortable is just by doing it and learning. And I remember early on having some like kind of hysterical experiences around gear of like the stuff I would bring or not bring and feeling really embarrassed about that. But then you learn next time I'm going to, you know, have, make sure I have just this, this one thing that makes a big difference. Um, and so I think doing it with other people too. And if you don't have friends or family or, people familiar to you, you know, maybe joining a group like an outdoor programs trip or something maybe organized where you have the security of somebody instructing or guiding or providing a gear list, um, just being willing to go for it and take that risk and realize that there are going to be things that don't go great and things that go well, and you'll learn from it and next time feel a little more comfortable. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I mean, I I also kind of grew up in a, a family that really encouraged us to be active and go outside. And my favorite experiences really were at my um, grandparents' cabin in the woods, and just playing in the playing in the woods was just really fun. And then when I came here and I met some faculty members and some friends that go outside a lot, you know, they started taking me places. And I think um, even though, and there's still a few friends that I have that. I know that they like to take risks and I am aware of that, but I trust them that they, everything's going to be okay. Like they know some things that I don't know. And I know some things that they don't know. And so in some ways going with one of them, I know what the activity is going to be. I know that I can kind of rely on them a little bit for my concerns, but I also know that they're aware of my fears too. So I think going with people is really kind of fun and you learn a lot and you learn people's strengths and weaknesses and you kind of can, can go as a group. So I think that's really um, some great points that you guys bring up. So we kind of talked a little bit too about um, kind of becoming comfortable in the outdoors and maybe like equipment. So what are, what is one thing that you always like to bring with you um, when you go outside? Like what's that one thing that always needs to come along? 
Well, I feel like this doesn't fall quite under equipment, but I uh, have been known to get really excited about a hike and just like jump out into it and not bring any food. So snacks are really important. I think I get so wrapped up in like, you know, going up the trail, getting really excited. And I realize I've like left my partner behind and he's like, where's the food? Like, I don't have it. I thought you were bringing it. So I would say food because I think, not being hangry um, helps to keep you in the present moment and enjoying what's going on for you, enjoying the climb, getting, you know, up that trail. And I actually, now I really love stopping along the way and like sitting and having a snack and talking with the people that I'm hiking with. And just knowing that like, you don't have to rush to get to like the view or the final place. I think the journey is also important and it's important to feel yourself. So Yes. I have several pieces of gear that I love and become attached to. Like I am very, very like in love with my mountain bike, but that's a more kind of elaborate thing. But in terms of just day-to-day gear, especially if I'm out on something a little bit more extended, like warm socks to me, just have almost like karmic power. Um, if I, if I'm like on a multi-day or even like a long, long day, being able to change socks, like even after, even if I'm just out for the day, like I will pack like warm, fuzzy socks to change into out of like my hiking shoes or boots or my mountain biking shoes, or like when I get out of my ski boots. So I just, I love the comfort of warm socks. And then I would say in terms of like practically probably my raincoat, I learned the hard way early on to... <laughs> to not be prepared, like to stay dry. And so I, um, and gear has come a long way and, you know, I think we're fortunate in this area. Like we have re-gear where people can go, students can go and find more affordable, like good gear that is like lightweight. And so I have learned the hard way and over the years just to like have a, like a nice lightweight, pretty, um, foolproof rainproof, jacket that comes with me that can roll into a little ball and go into like a fanny pack or a backpack, but warm socks, they are like, for me, that's just, and knowing that I have those there, like (laughs) to change into makes me happy. Yeah. I I have to think about that next time I go out. That's a really good, um, that's a a really nice, um, added benefit to when you're finishing anything. Cause I know like in the summer, I like to like, just take my shoes off. I mean, cause your feet are just kind of swollen and it just feels good. Um, I I'm kind of a, a hand thing. So I always like my hands to be warm. So I've got to change my gloves and make sure that my hands are, um, stay nice and comfortable too. So that's pretty cool. I, I, um, enjoy your, your stories and your, your favorite items that you have. One of the other things we can kind of think about is how do you think you become more comfortable in the outdoors? We kind of talked about this a little bit, but are there other ideas about, um, comfort? Like how did you become more comfortable in some of the things that you have done in your past? I think it definitely helped to have some of those early experiences where I was doing those things with other people. But I also know that like, for me, the outdoors brings that sense of like curiosity and excitement, like being able to explore, you know, or see something that you've never seen before. Like I've never looked off of this, you know, like Blue Ridge Outlook and seeing this, you know, expansive view before. So it's kind of like, I'm really enjoying seeking out those new experiences. So I think sometimes it can, it brought me a little bit of comfort to know that some of these things I can choose if I don't want to go 
all the way on a really, really long hike that lasts all day long. Like maybe like my body's not up for that today, but maybe for today, I just want to, you know, move my body in a gentle way or what would make me feel really connected to nature today. Sometimes that is a super long hike where you need those warm socks and you need those experiences, but sometimes it's just getting outdoors and like driving along the parkway. So I think even acknowledging for yourself, what will make you feel the most comfortable and then kind of building on that over time. Um, Cause there's no like one right way to be outdoors. And I think even hearing your, your all's experiences, like we all have different experiences of hiking or mountain biking and how long we go for and like what we like to bring, which I think is really powerful. Like if we all went on a hike together, we would all bring different um, important pieces that would help us to have a good time and have a great experience. I mentioned growing up in a family that really got me outside, but I think I was really blessed to go to a high school in New Hampshire that had a really active outing program. Um, so similar to our local high school here, Watauga Mountain Alliance offers this fabulous opportunity for any student, regardless of financial means, to be able to get out and do regular trips and extended trips. So I had a high school that had an outing club that I was really active in where we would just go out pretty regularly. And so I feel like thinking back on that, I got exposed to all different kinds of weather and places and environments that stretched me sometimes. Um, one of the one of the programs that we did in my high school was um, in the middle of the winter in New Hampshire in the White Mountains. It was a 10-day program during junior year, third year of high school that included a solo experience in the middle, a three-day solo. And when I look back at that, I'm like, yikes, I can't believe they had us all do that. And I got through that. So I think the more experiences you have that kind of stretch you where you realize I can be in like a downpour and get through that or be in the cold and learn to kind of survive that, or there's so much that is unpredictable in the outdoors and novel. So I think learning that you can kind of face those challenges. So I think just spending time. And then the other piece for me, I think is I worked at camps right after college as a, like a camp counselor and led trips and got some, learned some hard skills. For example, just like, it was really daunting to me, like setting up a tent and a stove and things like that. And so getting some experience, getting some instruction in that to where I just felt like the more I did that now, if I were to try today, I'd be really rusty because I haven't done that in a while. So I think taking advantage of classes you might take. If you're somebody that gets really excited about it, maybe you decide to take like a wilderness first aid class that you feel comfortable if there was any emergency that came up, or if you're going to be doing more mild outdoor activities, becoming familiar with like reading a map or so learning some of the skills that just, um, like I just signed up to do like a bike maintenance class for women, because that's an area that feels really scary to me if I'm like out on a trail and I can do like basic bike maintenance, but not a lot beyond that. So I am going to try to do this series of classes where I can really understand how to fix my bike and not have to rely on other people around me or which is often tends to be men who have those skills. So that's been helpful for me and being more comfortable is getting, picking up some of those skills along the way. Yeah. And I think that's a great point. You can do outside however you want to do that. And I think that's the important piece to think about. You can go stay outside and camp for, you know, a day or five days, 
or you can just go and drive on the parkway and look at the overlook. Like any of that still is being outside and you're still kind of getting that benefit um, in terms of mental health, physical health, and just looking at something that's just absolutely beautiful and just breathe. And so I think that's a benefit of us living in, in the environment and the area that we live in is that we have those opportunities. And that's kind of nice because I, I do think we can do it however we want to do it. We can be active outside in whatever way fits us best. And then the the more comfortable we become with those short bouts, then the longer bouts become a little bit easier and a little bit more comfortable. That's great. Listening to these stories hopefully makes you think about the ways you can get outside or new things you might wish to try. Putting yourself out there while challenging can lead to great experiences, new friendships, and increased self-confidence. Evidence suggests that exercise outside can lead to greater feelings of increased energy, motivation, and a positive engagement compared to exercise indoors. Additionally, recent research has indicated decreases in tension, anger, and depression are also associated with being active outside. One of the goals of the Hope Lab is to further understand the impacts of being outside on both physical and mental health. Visit appstatehopelab.edu to learn more. Now, let's listen to more stories and experiences from Heidi and Katie. Okay, so tell us a story about an outdoor experience that has influenced you. It could be something funny, um, any lesson learned. So what is one particular event that really kind of influenced you? I feel like I have so many. Um, I am thinking about a time in which I went on a trip with my family and we were doing like canyoneering, going deep down like into a canyon and then like hiking back up probably somewhere within like Utah or like the, the four corners states. It was a, like an intense experience and it was really fun up until the point that we had to repel down into like a ravine and I no one had prepared me for that I don't know how to do that and the the guides were like really kind and really nice and I watched I think maybe like my dad went down first and I was like okay I can I can do that a lot of like false confidence there but um I kind of like repelled down over the edge and then I looked down behind me which was my first mistake and I got really scared and I kind of just like like a, a pinball machine, just like pinballed back and forth between like the, the walls of this ravine, just hanging onto this rope. And, you know, I, I made it down eventually, but I think the way that that influenced me is that it was really scary. It was something that came up in the middle of a trip that I was like, I had no idea I needed to do this. And I think that it really helped to make me feel more, I guess, like adaptable, um, but also just acknowledge too that like you can do hard things and feel a little bit scared and keep going. Like we still then went deeper into this ravine and then hiked all the way back up out of the ravine and had lots of like funny stories after that. Like my mom's shoe literally like broke open and we had to tie it together. And, you know, even to this day, we talk often about that trip and about remember that time that Katie, like a pinballs, you know, like, you know, being able to share those memories with the people around you, I think is really important. So I feel like that had a big influence on like not letting hard things keep you kind of like what you were just saying, like not letting, um, feeling a bit overwhelmed or scared or nervous, keep you from doing something that will be an awesome experience. Like, did it hurt a little bit? Yes. But it's a really good story that I love. Um, that's part of my family now. So I think I mentioned, I've mentioned that I spent my high school years in New Hampshire and 
Um, it's a pretty mountainous state, and there is this um, legendary area on the side of Mount Washington called Tuckerman's Ravine, which is this kind of headwall that you can ski during certain times of the winter. There's conditions where you can ski it. You have to hike in. It's kind of a big adventure, and um, you hike in um, for like an hour hour and a half with all your gear and then you hike around the side of the headwall and then you can ski down and so this was sometime towards the end of high school or early college I was with a group of friends and part of why this story is so memorable to me is the people that I was with so most of my fond memories in the outdoors have to do with the the companionship of being with friends or family and this you know the story the adventures that you share and the memories that you make and so this was a group of friends. Um, so we were all pretty young. I think this might've been the first time for most of us up there, but we had um, one of the friends I was with had a dog, their dog with them. And before we knew it, the dog had climbed up and gotten into this really precarious part, like up on the top of the head wall where they were obviously like panicked and we could hear them sort of yelping and they could not get down. They couldn't go up. They couldn't they were stuck. And so my friend and I, without thinking, we were not being very thoughtful or rational as sometimes happens. And we, you know, because this animal was in danger and we just started going after it. I think we were probably in our ski boots and we're hiking up this headwall and we got ourselves into a really precarious position that could have actually been pretty scary. I laugh about it now, but at the time it was pretty scary where we were sort of hiking and we looked down and there's like running water beneath us, like the meltwater of this snowy headwall that if we had, you know, fallen through could have been like really dangerous. So we look at each other and we're, you know, we're trying to get this dog and we are just stuck and panicked and like the dog, we can't really go any farther. We can't go back down because of where we were. And it all ended up being okay. Somebody came to assist and we got the dog, but that, that, and we were able to get down safely, but that adventure stands in my mind because it was, I learned a lot of things. And one of them was just the value of um, being and trusting people that are with you, but also um, being able to stay calm in situations, because I think if we had, panicked and tried to like really react in that moment, we might have fallen through the snow that we were on. And so I think about that often when I'm in situations that scare me, where I'll just take a couple deep breaths and slow down and calm and realize that, you know, I can kind of get myself out of this and rely on other people if needed. So it's one story that has stuck with me. That's great. We're all happy that the dog was saved too, right? <laughs> okay. So in kind of our last segment here, we're going to talk about the dirt on getting outside. And so I have a few questions for both of you. And my first question is, what is your biggest fear? Well, coming from living in Miami, living in Florida, uh, my biggest fear is sharks. I'm terrified of sharks. I don't go in the ocean. Um, that sounds like really counterproductive for someone who like should be enjoying the ocean. Like I'm not like a ocean life snorkeling kind of girl, like really could not. Yeah. Really don't want to go into that. I do not like feeling out of control 
So I've always have lived by this in like skiing and mountain biking. I never go faster than I'm willing to hit a tree. (laughs) I know that sounds kind of strange, but I do not like feeling like things are out of control. And so um, I think when I think about being in the outdoors and some of the activities I do, I tend to like plan a lot or make lists. So even if I'm just going out for the day um, and my husband, who's also an outdoor enthusiast and my kids will laugh at me, you know, I'll make these lists and I'll pack up the night before to make sure like I have everything. So winging it, you know, just kind of going by the seat of my pants, like scares the heck out of me. So um, yeah, do not like being out of control. Yeah, I can understand that. I'm probably the slowest one going down the hill. I'm I'm great at climbing a hill, but then down the hill, I'm like, ooh, I don't know about this. It's a little scary. Yeah, I completely understand. Okay, so the second question for this section is, what is your most embarrassing outdoor moment that you're willing to share with us? I, uh, I just talked about this with Heidi. I said, I don't think I can share my most embarrassing because I don't want anyone to know about that, but I'm, I'll pick a moderate mid-level embarrassing moment. Um, I One of the last hikes I went on with my friends from grad school back in Louisville, we um, set out to go on this really beautiful hike that was like a circular hike. And the first decision we could have made, like left or right, we picked the wrong decision and we went on the complete wrong trail that ended up being like an out and back, like 10 mile, which we were not prepared to do. And I was like, why aren't we going in a circle? This doesn't make any sense. So we got very lost and we ended up having to like turn around in a graveyard and we were like in the middle of the woods. So we laugh about it now, but I I definitely remember thinking like, I can't wait to get back to the car. I'm very tired. So I have a tendency to um, take spectacular falls just out of the blue when I am just hiking or backpacking or sometimes running. Sometimes it involves like tripping on roots, but like I generally feel like I'm pretty coordinated, but when I fall, it's like kind of like a sack of potatoes. And (laughs) so I was out um, on a trail run on the mountains to sea trail, which is a really, really awesome trail that goes through our area, kind of like the Appalachian Trail, but traverses North Carolina, I believe, and just goes right through our community and there's stretches of it that are just so beautiful. So this was an area east, kind of off the parkway on the Mountains to Sea Trail. And I was running and it was at the end of a run, this beautiful trail, and I tripped. I still don't know what I caught my foot on. And I fell so hard that I had mulch from the trail. Fortunately, it was not like rocky or particularly there weren't like sharp objects, but I had mulch like in my nose, in my mouth, in my ears. I don't know how, like the places I had mulch. And this older couple came up behind me and I was sitting, I think I was kind of in shock and I was just sitting there. I wasn't aware that I was covered in mulch like a chia pet. And they came up and they were just looking at me like, what on, are you okay? What happened? And I thought I was, I was just kind of like breathing and trying to like make sure I hadn't like broken any bones and they were looking at me and then they, you know, I assured him I was okay. And it wasn't until like, I got to, my husband was with me and he was like way ahead of me as he always is running. And I got to him and he's like looking at me that I realized that I like have all this mulch, like in every like space. (laughs) So then I realized that I, that's why those people were looking at me. Like I was some kind of woodland creature. So one of many embarrassing moments I have had. Yeah. I have a few of those stories too, with some rips in my 
pants, my leggings from falling. You know, you always seem to fall in front of people. Like you never fall on your own. You always take your best falls when there's people around and you're like, oh, great. Okay. Thank you both for sharing that. So my next question is, what is your must-have piece of outdoor equipment that you never leave home without, no matter the weather or conditions? I would say my boots. I feel like I have a really good pair of boots now, and I finally like broken them in adequately. So I just love um, having my boots. And kind of similar to what Heidi said, I love having socks. But for me, it's not so much the warmth. It's like the funky funness of the sock. I like to make my socks like bright or colorful or have like fun things on them, like mountain ranges, things like that. So I like to coordinate my outfit with my socks. <laughs> I would probably say my water bottle, summer, winter, rain or shine. That's probably like if I had to pick one thing that I would take with me and also has, you know, some karmic value. I think like I think of the students that I work with and see when they like come into my office and all the stickers and the ways that you can express yourself with your water bottle, you know, the type of the water bottle, the color, and then stickering it up. But yeah, hydration is good. Don't want to get dehydrated. I've definitely had experiences where I've learned the hard way where I've gotten out and not eaten or not had enough to drink and definitely paid the price and it doesn't feel very good. So that would be something I would probably always have. Yeah. I think water bottles are kind of like your favorite pen or pencil, right? <laughs> like you can't leave home without it. And it's just that, that other pencil just doesn't feel right. I need to have the water bottle with all my favorite stickers on it. Yeah. I totally agree. So what is your favorite local spot? Where, where do you like to go? What's the favorite one? Really loved hiking out to Hebron falls. The hike out to the falls is really good and like pretty rigorous in some areas and then you get to the base of the falls just it's like huge rocks and I think that speaks to what I shared earlier like I enjoy being in front of something that's so big that it makes you feel kind of small and that I love that you can climb up those rocks to get to the top where the waterfall is like it's just an adventure within an adventure and I've been there so far in the summer, which was really hot and really fun. You kind of, like, I kind of got to get into the waterfall a little bit and like cool off. But even recently, like in the winter time, some of the water was frozen and just being able to have that adventure and have that like big climbing experience and all those different seasons was really exciting to me. So I really love Moses Cone Park. There's something like 27 miles of these carriage trails. It was an estate of Blue Jean Denham Barron, I think from maybe Greensboro or Winston who developed, it was, you know, they're like summer playgrounds. So they developed, they had horses and carriages. So they developed all these just beautiful trails and it's so different. Becky was talking about the four seasons and how, you know, just when you're getting tired of winter or spring pops up and you can start to see the flowers and a little bit of warm sunshine and Moses Cone, you really notice those seasonal changes there's some lakes and ponds and so they'll freeze over and um the colors in the fall there are just beautiful and so just for i have really fond memories when my kids were really little of going out having them in the baby jogger type of stroller we had where we could push them or run with them out there and they're nice like gradual trails so um it's a nice place to take family when they come to visit who maybe aren't as comfortable on steeper rockier trails and there's so many different trails that you can you know 
not repeat yourself or do the same loop. You could go out there a hundred times and find something new. So yeah, those are my favorite too. I go out there every weekend and run on those trails because they're just simple and they kind of, um, it's kind of like a, it's my, my safety place. You know, I just, it's comfort to me and it feels like home. And it just, at the end of the week, it allows me to feel kind of more complete. And then I, I come home, even though if it's cold out or raining out or whatever, I come back home, have my breakfast and a cup of coffee. And I just feel like, huh, I finally accomplished something. And I just, I feel so much better. Like it's just, it's just a, a wonderful feeling. It's my, my safety place, my sanctity out there. So as we kind of wrap this up, I do have one last kind of question that we can kind of meld a few things together in. And if you had one piece of advice for students or or faculty staff or really anyone to get outside and um, expose themselves to nature, like what would be what would be some advice that you would give them? I guess I would want to share that I feel like the outdoors is for everyone. Like I've always found it to be very, a very like welcoming space. And I think that whether that's you experiencing the outdoors by yourself or like with a group of people that you know, or a group of people that you're trying to get to know better, that there are so many things about the outdoors that I feel like bring people together or allow them to kind of like sit with their own thoughts. I think a lot of the things many people do, including myself, are geared at like making sure that you're not sitting alone with your own thoughts because sometimes like life can be really difficult and really stressful. So I think I like to imagine the outdoors, whatever season it is, whatever it looks like as a space that's kind of like you were just sharing, kind of like a sanctuary. Um, And that it's, it's always there to like welcome you with open arms. If you, um, you know, want to partake in that and that you can engage with it in whatever way feels comfortable or like what feels right for you. So even like what Heidi was sharing earlier, I feel like it allows a a good sense of, um, I guess, like autonomy or control in that way. One thing I would say is to not let fears or other barriers get in the way of just getting outside, that it can be as simple as just stepping outside of your apartment or residence hall and going for a walk. So it can be just whatever it is you want it to be or need it to be. Um, It is accessible and welcoming to everybody. You know, I think we spend a lot of time in our heads. It's so easy to get in our heads and too much of that isn't good for any of us. And there's something about being outside. It's like it immerses us in all five of our senses, helps us gain perspective that our problems and issues are pretty small. It has just a wonderful calming and energizing effect on most everybody and So just to not let those barriers keep you, it doesn't have to be anything elaborate or fancy or require a lot of gear or have to have certain skills. Just get out in the sunshine, get out in the wind, get out in the rain. You will learn a lot about yourself and also realize that your fears aren't as big as you think they are. Give it a try. I think that's great advice for any of us, really. We do live in a beautiful country, a beautiful area right around here in the Blue Ridge Mountains and Appalachian region. That, And even our campus, our campus is very striking too. So I'm very grateful for where we are. Thank you both for talking to us on this podcast today. We will list some resources from your facility on our site, but I appreciate all of um, your assistance today. So thank you both to Heidi and Katie for joining us. 
We hope you enjoyed listening to Heidi and Katie talk about why they chose to come to App State and learn more about their experiences in the outdoors. Whether you are considering going hiking, mountain biking, or even skiing, think about ways to make it fun. Bring your must-have item like snacks and wear something fun like socks that have karmic power. But above all else, just experiment with the outdoors and see what it may bring you. After all, the outdoors is for everyone. We want to thank Heidi and Katie for sharing these stories. As we sign off, let's end with a quote from Henry David Thoreau. I took a walk in the woods and I came out taller than the trees.